What's up, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls? Welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is, the last episode of 2018. This is 8bit.net's news and current affairs podcast. Each and every week we bring you all our takes on all the news you need to know about. I am your host, Jack Cruz, and joining me this week, there could be no one else to help me close out the year. The man who helped me start it all. The yin to my yang. My partner in crime. Even though he just watches me do the crime because he's a good, good boy. My dearest friend, it's your boy, John O'Pear. Hello, John. Hey, Jack. It's great to be here. Thank you for having me and thank you for bringing me on the show every other week, it feels like. Yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been every other year. week. I think you've been on like 11 episodes. 11? Yeah, that sounds about right. I've, uh... That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's, uh, it, it's always good to a good excuse to catch up when we haven't seen yeah. each other for a few weeks and... You know, the first one was summing up 2017 for episode mm. one, and now we're here to close the loop on what a crazy year we've had. To wrap it up, Jono. It's time to wrap it up. Let's put 2018 yeah. in the books. It has been... I think it, this year has been a bit of a shit fight. <laughs> I feel That's like... one way to I feel describe like, it, yeah. I feel like everything... I, think, I feel like shit just gets like worse as the days go on. Like, I remember at the start of the year, like, the hot take that I gave in the first episode was like, is this as bad as it's ever been? And you're like, ah, no, we've had, like, world wars and stuff like that. And now, like, the end of the year, and, like, all I've done is cover the news all year, pretty much, for 42 episodes. And I'm like, nah, it's fucked. (laughs) She's she's fucked. Wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Send the meteor. Let's get this shit over and done with. Um, No, it's not all all that bad, but... Well, um, we we can say at least we haven't had, like every celebrity die like we did last year was it last year that we felt like 20, everyone, was, oh, it was 2016 yeah it was yeah, recently it was, we lost bowie and prince and carrie yeah. fisher and yeah yeah that was a, that was a tough year this year's you know stan lee what else can't really off the top of my head it's really just Stan. I think. I mean, that I was don't know, probably the like, one that transcended the most yeah yeah i think that's the most notable one um anthony bourdain yeah. But there hasn't really been any... Because, obviously, I've been covering the news all year. Mm. There hasn't really been any massive, like, big... Other than Stan Lee, like, celebrity deaths, as far as I know. Someone's screaming at their yeah. iPod right now <laughs> and their van full of nuns telling... Ah, so-and-so died. Oh, there, was definitely, so-and-so. there was definitely an episode where you discussed this, but I can't remember who it was for the last Total Biscuit me. died, and, and people oh, were, yeah. some people were happy and some people were sad. Um, oh, there's the, the rapper that died, the XXXTanacion, oh, whatever yep, his name yep. is. And... Some people were also happy about that too. Mm. And some people were sad. I was, again, as the same as Total Biscuit, indifferent, had no real, um, you know, no connection, I guess. Um, obviously, it's sad if anyone dies, unless it's like a really bad person, then it's like, man, what are you going to do? It is, but, you know, death's part of life and happens to us all. So, you can't... Word. You know, if, if you don't know someone that's died, it's hard to, I guess, be emotionally impacted by something that's kind of natural, but yeah. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that makes sense? That's true. Yeah. I was talking to someone today who, because I was talking about like, um, I can't remember how we got onto it. I was talking about like movies and stuff and I was like, oh, you know, this is some, actually, we're talking about someone who died. It might've been a celebrity who died. Stanley. No, it wasn't Stan Lee. It was some. It was some, I can't remember. It was something else. And then it was like, oh, I was like, I cried when um, Chester Bennington died. And they were like, yeah. And this person was like, I cried when Robin Williams died. I'm like, oh, that was a pretty sad one. Um, I can't remember who we were talking about. Anyway, it's not important, obviously, because otherwise I would have remembered it. But, um, you know, swings and roundabouts, Jono. Swings and roundabouts. So, yes. Jono, because it has been such a... Uh, hectic shit fight of a year as as it has been we're gonna have a little bit of fun mm. with the last episode this this will be the last episode of it is what it is for 2018 we will reconvene here at the desk in 2019 mid jan i'm feeling like that'll be about about a good time unless like something fucked up happens and trump blows something up or someone you know something really big happens and probably need to talk about it um otherwise uh otherwise we'll see you again in in 2019 mm. but we're going to run through the show. We're going to cover some some things. We're going to cover some fun stuff. We're going to talk about our biggest stories, our favorite story. You know, we're going to do Flog of the Year, Jono. Going to bring, bring back, back. That, old, that old chestnut. Bringing it back. Uh, we're going to have some 2019 predictions. And then we're going to talk some of our favorite things that came out of 2019, media-wise, just to wrap up 
the uh, the old showski. Yeah, sounds good. So, Jono, what do you say we kick it off with? What was the biggest? What was the like the the most interesting story for you this year? What was the one that like gripped you the most? What was the what was the what was the one? What was it? I mean, can you go past just Trump in general? Like mm. we we talked a lot about him in episode one, and we knew that he was going to be reoccurring on this show. And I feel like Featured heavily every time I've been on here, there's been a Trump story, and that's yeah. that's with you kind of trying not to rely too heavily on that. So. Yeah. I mean, you know, Elon Musk, <laughs> Trump, Kanye, like, yeah, they're the p- take your pick. They were like the three musketeers. It's almost like, you know, any one story with them is part of a larger narrative that they've each had for mm. 2018, which is, you know, depending on your perspective, a, a descent into what we what we know now. But mm. yeah, I don't, I don't know if there's any one that stands out like the Korea Trumpet, uh, sorry, the Korea summit with, mm-hmm. uh, with, uh, ill Mr. Ill mm-hmm. over there was, was pretty big. Obviously there's yep. all the humans rights violations and mm-hmm. that kind of thing, but that, I don't know. There hasn't really been like a me too movement this year, like a, a something that's entirely new. Like mm-hmm. last year we had that and, we had know. the, I mean, we had the March for Our Lives movement earlier on in the year, and I did sort of go back oh, yeah. through the news. That was this year, was it? I mean, yeah, <laughs> that was early this year. Well, we had that the shooting at the school mm. um, early. Was it Florida? Yes. Um, yeah. Like very early on in the year, it was like the second or third episode in. We had to cover this this mass shooting, and um, yeah, it was like like that movement started from that, and it's kind of it's kind of like, it's kind of slowed. Like it was going full steam ahead and there was marches every week and they were, they were like gunning for reform and there was heaps of stuff. The NRA was in the news every week. And that's kind of, I feel like that's kind of tapered out a little bit, which is unfortunate because at the time I was, I spoke about how excited I was about it that I felt like this feels like it's going to be like, this feels like something different. This feels like we're going to have some change and we kind of gotten to the end of the year and it feels like it's lost its steam a little bit, Mm. which is sad. So, um, Hopefully we'll um hopefully they can sort of I don't know get back in the spotlight, Jono. Get yeah. back in the spotlight. What would you say so has no, been your story? Oh, there's most of them revolved around Trump, if yeah. I'm being honest. Um the top three for me probably would have been um Syria. Uh so the the um the, the launches on Syria and that sort of this whole civil war going over there with Assad and all that. Like that I found that really fascinating. Um the uh the border crisis, um, the child separation, all of that as well was like that. That really like gripped me. Mm. Um, but the career summit, I feel like that was my that was my like top story for the year. That was so infinitely fascinating. It was such a roller coaster. It was. We went from fire and fury. We went from I'm a big guy with a button, yeah. and I'm a big guy with a button, and, <laughs> my and who's got a big button? Yeah, like all of that stuff, and these guys like yelling at each other from across the the globe, and then. And we had like them, you know, the talks are on and careers at the Olympics. And it's like, okay, cool. And then like the talks are on and we're talking and we're sending each other letters and that's all good. And it's like, okay, it's, the summit's on. And it's like, but they got to do this. And the career are like, sweet. And the career are like, no, we ain't doing it. And it's like summit off. And it's like, what the fuck is this going to happen? And then it was back on again and they met in Helsinki mm. and like it happened and they like shook hands and there was that awkward office moment. <laughs> and and the, the, you know it's just sort of continued on and yeah. and it feels like there's been progress made and then like not long ago we had Trump talking about how he's in love with Kim and they're exchanging letters and all this stuff and it's just been it was just the most bizarre sort of like crazy thing happening and it was honestly like the last sort of thing I thought was going to happen in that scenario like I was honestly like I was like this is like we've got two psychopaths here on on you know each other end of like the world both like with you know, a nuclear arsenal. Mm. Um, like, who who knows what the fuck's going to happen here? It's like, someone's going to get wiped out. And it sort of ended in, like, semi-peace, I guess. Like, you know, no one's got blown up yet. Like, we're on good terms with Korea. They, they've they committed to denuclearizing. And so, I guess that's kind of like... Yeah, that's kind of, you know... I still don't trust the Koreans. Yeah. It could go either way. But that was kind of like the story that really, like, entertain me i guess the most sure. this year when you say we're on good terms with korea are you just i'm mean, sorry like all the west i guess <laughs> sure, like, sure 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 i guess yeah, the, the west, u.s yeah. is kind of a, a portal to to yeah the, west. Yeah. the allies I, you could kind of take course. your pick between the whole like michael cohen 
Russian hackers, mm. Stormy Daniels. Yeah. Like you could really take your pick of any of those for yeah. you know the the big yeah. Trump story of the year. But I think the summit in itself is one of those things that when Trump's you know four years, hopefully it's only four years, but you know when his time is Touchwood. yeah when his time's done, like that will be one of the bullet points that people remember or talk about when they say what he accomplished. The, mm. the same way that you know people would would say about Obama the things that he did or that George Bush did, you know. Mm-hmm. you know ca- catching Osama like that's like one of the things that's against their you know yeah. it's their, legacy. Their, tri- their trivia fact or whatever I think yeah. for yeah. for Trump it's definitely going to be that's a legacy thing yeah him, and it will for it, sure. whether it, it, there's you know there's nuances and complications with whether it's a good outcome or a bad outcome but I think that just in and of itself we'll see that as something that he achieved for sure for sure for sure um yeah, the the whole like Russia thing to me has been so fascinating, and it's the one thing I haven't really covered. Like it's because it's been oh, such so, a big. Yeah. It's just so there's just so much that goes into it, and I was hoping to get a guest on before the end of the year, which hasn't sort of eventuated, and probably not looking like it's going to happen in at least in the next couple of months. Who I would love to just talk to that person about for about it for like two hours, <laughs> because it's so fascinating to me. But there's. So so much information and there's so much detail that I, if I was ever going to cover that, I wanted to give it justice and I didn't want to just like, like read the top line. Like I wanted to know yep. all of the nitty gritty and there's just so much to it. There's so many layers that it's evolved as the year has gone on. There's been so many twists and turns and we'll speak a little bit more about it later. But um, yeah, that one's uh, yeah, that one's a big one. And, and I, 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 I'll be interested to see the resolution because it feels like it's coming to a head. Um, but I guess we'll, we will find out. Now, next, Jono, mm. your good news story for the year. My good news, my good news. Were wow. you able to find one? Because I struggled. Yeah, it's tough. Like, they just don't come to mind, and you know that there's mm. been good news stories, you know, whether mm. it's something of consequence or not. You know, if your timeline is either something terrible that's outrageous or it's some kind of, like, war veteran, mm-hmm. you know, finds his wedding ring or what, like, you know, it's like yeah. all these like feel good <laughs> things that get that trolled through on, uh, on, on Facebook pages. But the, what, the one that under a pipe or something. Yeah. <laughs> the one that I thought of as we were sitting here discussing it was actually, it's, it's a bit bittersweet, but it was the Thai caves and actually getting yeah. those kids out of there. You know, it was tragic yeah. in the fact that they were stuck there and a couple mm. of lives were lost, but mm. the fact that they weren't all just written off and, you know, left for dead and kind of like, you know, I don't know if 10 years ago, 20 years ago, those kids, it just would have been a death sentence, but they got them Mm. out of there. And that's pretty amazing. It's, it's, uh, Mm. you know, we said that when it happened, that it's going to make for a pretty amazing movie whenever someone makes it, but, uh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Made for TV movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. That was a really good run. You're right. That that's probably, yeah, that was, I, I, and this is the thing. Like, I feel like this year and just doing news has really jaded me. Like, I'm just it's and it's been like I was so enthusiastic about it at the start of the year. I'm like, ah, I'm loving it. I'm like, educating and I'm reading stuff, <laughs> and, uh, and I got to the end of the year and I'm just like exhausted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm exhausted. Um, but um, I had a couple, and and I and this is I guess this is sort of the quintessential. Like, this sums up my year uh, of like what I was able to get out of it from a positive sense. The two I wrote down for like my good news stories were the the Nike um, Colin Kaepernick mm. campaign. Yeah, and I'm like, that is, I'm like, that's that was a really cool thing that they did. And then I'm like, well, it was, it's also kind of like just like a supermarketing campaign. It's very capitalist <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. I'm like, oh, and then, I, and then the next. Yeah, I know, right? I am, I am, unashamedly. Um, and then the, the one I wrote down, the, the one that I like, I landed on, and I'm like, no, this was my, this is my good news story of the year is Elon Musk smoking a joint with Joe Rogan. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> that was my, I'm like, yeah, that's the one, baby. That's the good news story for me. That one was like... Just made you uh, happy. I, yeah, I love Elon Musk so much. I find him so fascinating. I, I think he's one of the... I mean, obviously, I don't think he is one of the smartest human beings on the planet. Um, one of the smartest people who's ever lived. He's a visionary. He's. I love how his mind works. And listening to that episode of like the Joe Rogan podcast, where they're just chatting shit and talking about all these different things like AI and space and 
the electric car and, and all of this stuff. And then like, he just smokes a joint. I'm like, that's perfect, man. That's so cool. Um, so yeah, I guess that was my good news story for the year. <laughs> oh man. Hopefully, hopefully next year we can uh, come up with something better. <laughs> yeah, I think so. We'll have I to think make so. note of them next year. Like that's mm. a good news story. Let's try and remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's like, that's just the way it is. Like that's, I mean, it is what it is not to like take the piss, but mm. like it's, Sometimes, like, the and uh, well, all the time, like, the good news story isn't sexy. Like, it's not... Yeah. You know, it, it, it's not... It might be that they a, cured some, you know, condition Venereal or, disease. Yeah. <laughs> you know, breakthroughs in medical science are, are great for a quick headline and then you kind of forget about it. Unless it impacts mm. you directly, it doesn't live on. Whereas, it's a lot easier to remember something bad about someone. Like, you know, someone has sexually assaulted someone, that's going to stay on them forever but mm. you know someone does a good deed or you, you hear some really wholesome story about a celebrity mm. you you know mm. it it might change your perception of them in general but yeah. you might not remember that specific thing for a long mm. time like you would if mm. it was mm. negative oh actually i've got a new one uh, australia won the second test today, <laughs> so there we go there that's a good news story there um we're back baby australian cricket's back breathing your life into it uh, all right, Johnny. Predictions. Yes. Three. I want your three predictions for 2019. Anything can be any from any spectrum, any topic, anything. What What are your three? What are three mm. things you think are going to happen in 2019? Do you want to go like one for one? You go one. I'll sure, go one. That, you go that's one. That's a good one. way to do it. Let's do it. I'll start off with a pretty easy one. It's a bit safe, mm. but I think it's still it's still saying mm. something. And I think that it is Avengers Endgame if that's what mm-hmm. it's called, Avengers mm-hmm. 4, I don't know. I think yeah. that it's going to break a record, a box office record. Are you fucking serious? Yeah. Is that too Is that too easy? My first prediction, <laughs> Avengers Endgame will become the highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, okay. Well, yours was a lot more specific. I didn't want to be, too, be specific. too specific. You know, like, okay. you don't know... I don't know what the released date is. You know, sometimes mm. you get... Like with Red Dead Redemption 2, the biggest weekend game of all time or the biggest mm. week or the biggest, mm. like the mm. biggest Thanksgiving Saturday, you know, you get all mm. these very specific records. But I just think whatever it's released, it's going to break some kind of record. And ma- yeah, yeah, maybe it will be like that uh, overall box office. It's hard for a sequel to do that sometimes because mm. usually people drop off as series go on longer. But for something like this movie, I think... Infinity War did so well and then obviously you've got everyone that watched it on demand or on Netflix or whatever on an mm-hmm. airplane in between mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. yeah maybe mm-hmm. maybe all, some of those people that didn't see it at the cinema will realize the the error of their ways and go check this one out at the uh, theater yeah for sure you might get more like repeat views and that kind of thing as mm. well um yeah that was like my first prediction was <laughs> that Avengers Endgame will become the highest grossing film of all time I think it'll pass Avatar I think I think it'll just be like this will be the culmination of oh, what man. this has been leading up to. It's like this tough. will get Avatar's yeah. well, really... uh, Avatar's a tough one to beat because it had such a novelty yeah, factor that it brought in your grandmas and your mm. you know your young kids and it was that whole three D fucking yeah thing. the whole like three D died the in spectacular the of the three D and James Cameron mm. and his reputation mm. but yeah it's three mm. D mm. it's gone. <laughs> Yeah, it was fun while it lasted. Dead. It'll come back. It'll come back again one, one film. day. Yeah. I saw one film in 3D at the movies. It was Star Wars: The Phantom Menace. Like they re-released it in 3D, but it wasn't like proper 3D where shit was flying out of the screen. It was just kind of like two. It was like two dimensional. What you mean, like three. after Avatar? Yeah, yeah. This was in like 2000 oh. and would have been like 2011. Yeah. They re-released it. I've, yeah, and you still went and saw it. Well, I took my little brother and sister. Oh, okay. And that was the first time I'd watched it since I was... And this is a funny story. Like, <laughs> it came out, they're like, oh, Phantom Menace re-released in 3D. I was like, oh, awesome. I've never seen a movie in 3D. This is going to be sick. Oh, you didn't What's see Avatar? See Not at the movies. No, I saw oh. it on Blu-ray afterwards. Yeah. Okay. So, I'd never seen a movie in 3D. I was like, yeah, this is going to be sick. Love Star Wars. Love Phantom Menace. This is going to be awesome. This is like, I hadn't seen The Phantom Menace. And this is before, like, the internet, like... Community, yeah, like Twitter and these things really took off where people were like talking about the shit podcasts and whatever. Um, so I was like, yeah, like I remember the Phantom Menace. I loved that movie when I was a kid. I loved it. I remember pod racing and fucking Jar Jar Binks. And what a- anyway, I go and watch this movie with my little brother and sister. I take them and we've got the glasses on and we're watching it. And I'm just like, 
what the fuck? <laughs> what the fuck is this shit? I'm like, ah, started off so cool. Ah, the negotiations were short. And I'm like, ah, oh, it's so cool. They're on this fucking ship, blasters and stuff. Something about a trade federation and trade embargo. talking about trade embargoes and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Riveting. Oh, what a oh, mess. Man. What a mess. Um, no, 3D was cool for a bit. Like, yeah. it was, it really was people latching onto the, the fad and a lot of like that i think the animated movies did really well out of it like i can't remember which ones i saw specifically but yeah i, I think that uh you know avatar was made for 3d in mind yeah. with, with 3d yeah. in mind so that in itself i feel like it was an experience that uh was really memorable and enjoyable yeah. in in the moment but yeah yeah hasn't quite I'm lived really d- on the way that others no. Have. no it hasn't i'm really disappointed that i never like went and what like and i've never like i've only really just in the last two years become like a cinema goer like going to the movies and seeing a movie like and i've really started enjoying that a lot more because hmm. i would like go to a movie like maybe once a year for like date night or something like that like it would never be like something that i would do often and now i've started to go a lot more like every year so i'm like disappointed that i kind of missed that like i kind of I yeah. never got to really experience the 3D movie because that doesn't feel like they're coming out really anymore. No. Like, 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 like you don't, like you used to be like, oh, yeah, and 3D, like, you know, they'd be, yeah, but it doesn't really seem to be, the, the fad seems to have worn off. So like your, all your favorite movies of the last kind of 15 years, you haven't watched them at the cinema. You've watched, wait, no. DVD. Yeah, yeah DVD or Blu-ray. And, How does um, that work though? Like you see a trailer and you're like, hmm. oh, I'm going to go see that. But you just like, oh, I'll see that in six months when it comes out. Well, I used to be math, like, you know, you see, t- like, you see, yeah, like a commercial on TV or something like that. But like, I used to be, while I never used to go to the cinema a lot, I used to go to the video store, like when that was still a thing before Netflix de- demolished it. <laughs> um, I used to go like, ev- like I was like a VIP member at Video Easy and yeah, I had yeah. like a card and I would get like every week I would, I would rent like half a dozen movies okay. and watch so them you were just so it was kind of like a backlog where you're like catching up on yeah. movies so you couldn't go see the new ones yeah exactly right so I would just get the new releases because yeah. they come out like three four months or whatever after they've been in the cinema so like you go and like oh yeah I'll grab all the new flicks and watch all them and then I'd grab like half a dozen like old films mm. and watch them like from the 90s or early 2000s or whatever and watch those as well so yeah like I would see all the movies after the fact sure Mm-hmm. How many times did you rent Ace Ventura, Pet Detective? None. I have. I own it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, there you go. Uh, your next prediction, John. Uh, my next prediction. Let me pull it up here. So my next one is that we will get a feud between mm-hmm. Donald Trump and Kanye West. Oh, wow. Yeah. That'd be sick. I feel like, uh, you know, this This was the year of, of those two being friends and... Mm. Kanye has seen the error of his mm-hmm. ways. I don't know if that's a generalization, but you know, he has kind of stepped back from his stance on spectrum. some of his political yeah. views and it looks yeah, like yeah. he's getting some, I don't know if it's psychological help or psychiatric help, but it looks like mm-hmm. he's doing something because he's starting to tweet again and he's talking about, you know, his mental health and that kind of things. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if that will put him in a perspective where he reevaluates his thoughts on, you know, the president and, and the government over there. And mm-hmm. it won't take much for uh, that feud to start up, I think. All he has to do is mm. say, I was wrong. Mm. Trump is fake, you know. Yeah. And then Trump will just like bite back and like... He, he tweets you know. a photo of him pissing in his <laughs> MAGA hat or something. Yeah. I just think I just think it will escalate in like one day. And then it's like mm. the biggest feud. And they'll just and be going time. back, you know. Neither of them has the self-control to be diplomatic. Yeah, right. Well, if, if that happens, I might have to change my next prediction, which is um, <laughs> Beto O'Rourke will be the Democratic candidate for 2020. Um, it might be quite, it might be Kanye <laughs> if he goes if he wants to, he's going to run against Trump in 2020. Um, yeah, I think that I think this is a a safe one as far as like political the political spectrum mm. goes. I think Beto O'Rourke was the standout from. Um, you know the the midterms just recently in Texas, and um, yeah. he's well liked. Seems he's charismatic. Popular, yeah. He's, yeah, he's young. He's got a really good vibe, and and he's kind of like he's kind of like America. Like goes like from one extreme to another. It's like we have Bush, who's like yeah. 
dumb as dog shit and super like that and like you know and then we get like obama who's super conservative and like really smart and intelligent and um and then we get trump and it's kind of like um joe rogan said it like really he he says it really well he's he's got this joke that he does where he's like you know obama was like a nice girlfriend you know (laughs) he was like our uh, you know treats you well Treats you well, cooks dinner, nice girl, polite, good family, all that stuff. And then you get Trump, who's like, you, you break up with her. And then you get like this new girlfriend. And she's a whore. <laughs> she just does cocaine, drives fast cars, and just wants to fuck everything. Um, oh, so man. I think we'll go, I think in 2020, we'll, <laughs> hopefully, we'll flip back the other way. And we'll get someone like Beto, who I really I really like. Yeah. I think he's really cool. So um, that's, that's my second prediction mm. yeah i think it is a, a case where you're like oh let's give these guys a shot let's see what they can do mm. and then people realize mm. that you know inevitably you're going to get up disenfranchised and upset with what the government's doing so you're like why do we vote for these guys let's vote for the other side and then yeah, exactly, this, yeah. it's just a cycle so no one's ever happy no one's ever yeah. happy. i mean that's just the people kind of that are the swinging voters that think like that because you know generally yeah. you've got two very opinionated sides but people in the middle mm-hmm. are the ones that just get sick of it and want something to change mm-hmm. 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 yep i agree so it's my pick again very good along the same lines uh i think that there'll be a leadership spill in australian mm. australian government <laughs> that's just yeah, the, I know it like... just feels like the safe thing to say you know like it's bound to happen yeah yeah i think so um it's yeah it's yeah i think so yeah i think it really is but like they're trying to change those rules so it can't happen anymore it's a lot harder now um yeah i don't see scomo going to the to the um to the polls i don't know who like the liberals are going to take like i i feel like and it's really like this is like a really weird thing to feel but i kind of want like someone completely different to like what what they're putting up at the moment because bill shorten's a flog um and Dutton. Dutton's a flog and Scomo's a flog and they're all flogs, <laughs> let's be honest. But I don't but I like I'm like give me something different. Like America's done it, but they've kind of fucked it up. But like give me something like completely different. Give me someone like cool and sexy and different. And then like over in the peripheral you've got Clive Palmer. I'm like, not him though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sit down, Clive, you fuck. <laughs> you don't really um, know what you want. No, I don't, no. That's true. And that's, that is very the, true. The liberals aren't the party to do that as well. Like, it's, yeah, they're, not gonna, they're not going to bring in Darren Lyons. But Labor suck as well. This is a fucking annoying thing about us. Like, at least in America, they get some, like, cool shit. Like, they get, like, at least they've got Trump, who's kind of, like, <laughs> different, even though he's fucking everything up. Like, they've got Trump. Ours is just so fucking boring. You know what I mean? It's just like, oh, fuck, we're going to get another four years of Labor. whoop de fucking do. Oh, we can have Liberal. whoop de fucking do. Like, it's just going to be the same shit. Like... <laughs> Maybe we need someone like Clive Palmer to fuck shit up for four years. And then, like, you know, we'll fucking... Bob Catter. Yeah. This is you the thing. Like, like, you get those extremes and you're just like, mm, actually, let's give give me the boring guy. Like, at least he won't, like, yeah. send us yeah. into the depths of, you know, despair. Yeah, I know. It's not that bad over here. Maybe I'm being a bit hyperbolic. Yeah, I think so. Um, we're, we're doing okay. Hot takes. This, that's, what this sh- this, this, this show's based on, John. It's hot takes. Yeah. Give us Trump. That's my hot take. Jack Give wants Ameri- tr- uh, Australian Trump. <laughs> no, you don't, heard, don't, don't misquote first. me. Don't misquote me. Um, my, my, uh, my third and final prediction. Uh, Donald Trump will be cleared of any wrongdoing in the Russia investigation. I feel like... I just feel like this is just going to happen. Like every turn, they're like, we've got him, we've got evidence, we've got him, we've got evidence, we've got him, and nothing happens. Nothing happens, nothing happens, nothing happens. I feel like this investigation is going to run its course and I feel like some people are going to get fucked up Mm. because there has been some bullshit shenanigans going on, but I think he's going to get away. I think he's going to get away scot-free. He'll be like, ah, I had nothing to do with it and that'll be it. Like, he's just going to get out of it. Yeah, well... It feels like up to date he's gotten away with it, so why would it yeah. be any different? But that, and that's why I feel like yeah. every like month they're like, we've got him. There's evidence of yeah. meddling yeah, yeah. and Trump doing this and paying this person that and blah 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 blah. And it's like, okay, cool, we'll fucking indict him then. Yeah. And like, well, you know, maybe. And it's like, 
and maybe he's right. Maybe it is a witch hunt. Maybe there is. Maybe there's no smoking gun. Maybe like maybe he was involved in some level, but not in any level that would be able to be proved. Mm. And there's and that is what I feel. Like that's my gut feeling. Is yeah, he probably knew about it. Probably did. And was he involved? Probably at some level. Is there evidence? Is there physical evidence that exists that he was and he did? I fucking doubt it. Yeah. And, and is, if there is, they haven't found it. Is there evidence that he can't, you know, pay off or destroy or exactly. manipulate? That already or, hasn't been yeah. destroyed. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, I, that's my gut feeling for that. I feel like old, he's just going to get away with that. Yeah. But, yeah. We'll just let that circus run on for another 12 months, I guess. Um, all right, Johnny. There's almost no point doing this next segment, but... I want to do it anyway. It's time for Flog of the Year. <laughs> I mean, is there any other? Like, who else could we possibly I mean, pick uh, for this? I've got someone that you won't have, I think. All right. So, okay. yeah, it could have been Kanye. Yeah, it could have been Donald Trump. Could have been. I went with Philip Mewson. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Just yeah, because, right. like, yeah. for people who don't remember Jack's uh, probably most successful episode mm. this year, uh, Philip Mewson was the... Video game journalist, IGN's own uh, Nintendo expert and editor, was yeah. done for plagiarizing reviews, like mm. uh, video game reviews where he'd stolen scripts from uh, other outlets on the internet and was exposed mm. to have done so for many years. Mm-hmm. And it uh, brought a very esteemed uh, outlet in IGN into disrepute, which was a shame because, you know, there's a lot of good people working there that we know and have followed and been fans of and they've had to deal with this guy who really just crapped all over the brand that IGN is and, hmm. you know, gave people who don't need any more ammunition to complain about things a whole lot of ammunition. So, yeah, and his lack of apology, just his lack of uh, owning up to what he'd done, it was really just... a just a disaster of a story and yeah. it's amazing to me that people still follow this guy and care what he has to say mm. about video games yeah it's bizarre he put out this he put out a video not long ago it was like a review of a nintendo peripheral or something and i was like um like i watched it and i'm like man it's a shame that you really suck because it was like <laughs> a really good quality video but I was like, I can't support this guy in any way, shape or form. Yeah. And I remember like, he doesn't tweet anymore. He's gone off social media for obvious reasons, but mm-hmm. someone was criticizing him in the YouTube comments. And I saw someone like post a screenshot of his reply, which is about like, Hey, everyone deserves a chance to blah, 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 blah. And like, just still not understanding what people are mm. upset about. Like still not acknowledging, yeah. not saying like, Hey, I'm, not, yeah, not saying like, Hey, I made a mistake or whatever. It was like, yeah. Just yeah, because it's sociopath. Yeah. There's a lot of people sure. out there like that. Absolutely, it's a right. shame. You're 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 dead right about that. Uh, my uh, more my flog of the year had to be Donald Trump. Yeah. Um, I feel like he just sucked. <laughs> like, and he and a lot of the times he sucked the life out of me as well. Like he just every turn. He said something, tweeted mm. something, did something. Like, I could go on. All you have to do is listen to the first, like, the first the last 42 episodes. And just about <laughs> every week, we're talking about something stupid that he did or said or someone that he abused or just... And it's just the way the guy conducts himself. Yeah. And I said something in our first episode that I was called out on. I said that we're G.I. Joe and he's Cobra, right? Like, he's the, we're the good guys, he's the bad guy. It feels like he's the bad guy. And, and like halfway through the year, I kind of softened on that. And I was like, yeah, that's probably a bit, yeah. bit, you know, extreme, bit hyperbolic. And, um, when we had DJ on, we talked about that and I was like, yeah, look, you know, I can see that was probably a pretty like, you know, interesting thing to say, but I do, I like, I'm like, I've swung back the other way <laughs> as the year's gone on. Like the guy is fucking terrible. You need to get DJ he back really on is. here to... I do need to get DJ <laughs> to back bring on. You well, back. I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for DJ to invite me on his program. I saw... Gosh is going on. Yeah, maternity leave. Maternity so. leave now. So you got a spot, you got a chair free. You know, it's, DJ? it's right around the corner from my house too. So, uh, DJ, come on. Know. Put the next time. Put, me, out, put me in, coach. Put me in. I promise, I swear I won't swear. <laughs> you swear no you no won't curse swear. words. Oh, no man. curse words. I promise. Get me in the chair. I'll show you what I can do. Put me in, coach. Um, <laughs> I need to change a career, maybe. Um, 
Anyway, uh, so yeah, Donald Trump, Flog of the Year. Um, I think, uh, but I think Philip Mewson a solid, mm. solid choice. I was a solid. Choice. I was wondering where uh, those cricketers would rank for you. You know, ah, oh, the... no, I've forgiven them. You've forgiven them because we, <laughs> we need them back again. <laughs> no, well, I, I just Dave like, Warner I said at the time, and who was it again? Yeah, not so much Dave Warner, but Steve Smith okay. definitely. Cam yeah. Bancroft a little bit, but I think like. I said at the time, I'm like, all right, we need to like, these guys need to cop their whack, which they have. Um, but we need to make sure we don't, like we look after them, we, we, we put our arm around them and we, we don't sort of completely ostracize them. Um, and so, yeah, hmm. I think, um, I think that, uh, yeah, I've, I've, I think I've forgiven them. I think the public is, is ready to welcome them back. Well, at least Steve Smith, um, not so much Dave Warner. He's very much disliked. Um, but no, yeah, Donald Trump, clear, clear flog of the year uh, for me, anyway. But Philip Mewson, a solid, a solid choice, also. Mm. All right, Johnny. Now for some fun bits, some little okay. funny funs, fun bits. So we're gonna do our favorite, our our of the years. Okay. So we're gonna do TV show of the year, game of the year, movie of the year. And we're gonna start with TV show of the year. What, what was happened? your favorite? What happened to story of the year? That was what we did, wasn't it? That was our. That was the first thing we did. No, the story biggest of the year. story. Oh, okay. Well, what's your top story? That was what I thought. That was what I. Sorry, no, that's no, what I went you, with. you put it down as two different things. Anyway. Yeah. Oh. My favorite story this year is okay, one. Go on. Is uh, I want to talk about this. Sorry. Uh, okay. It's okay, okay. it's a headline on the ringer.com, which was the curious case of Brian Colangelo and the secret Twitter account. So this is right. one for NBA fans and it is interesting enough for me to talk to you about it because it was a story that broke from this one website and ended up uh, the, I'll explain in February, the ringer received an anonymous tip that their president of operations basketball operations in philadelphia mm. had been secretly operating five twitter accounts like burner accounts basically right okay. and they they scrutinized and archived the accounts so they could try to verify the claims that he was using them as a platform to criticize players publicly debate the decisions of his coaching staff and critique the previous general manager and he was disclosing like non-public medical information about players, oh, wow. gossiping about them to members of the media. And uh, they were able to prove that it was him, basically, and he mm. ended up resigning. So that was a huge story in the NBA world. And one that I find really interesting because it's like <sighs> these people in these high-up jobs get caught into the social media you know, spiral just like everyone else. And... I just thought that was completely fascinating. Did you ever hear about that story? And what was what's your reaction as I explain it now? Uh, I I know I never heard it. I never heard of that at all. Um, but I I think that's that's hilarious. Like, that's that's really fun. like I know people with burner Twitter accounts and <laughs> oh really um, yeah. And it's uh, I find I, I I when people do shit like that, I love hearing. I love when they get caught out because it's. Hmm. It's just not cricket. Yeah. It's just not cricket. Um, so, yeah, that's I find, that's that's fascinating. So he's out now. So who's re- so? Oh, he's just, yeah, he's just replacement. been replaced by another hire. But yeah, it was. Mm-hmm. And he tried to say it was his wife, and it was this whole thing. And it's mm-hmm. just just ripe for memes. NBA Twitter. Mm-hmm. So that's great. Yeah. And yeah, it, it, it is it is just cringe when it's found out. Like Kevin Durant, the the NBA superstar, had a similar story where he I think he accidentally replied from his own account instead of mm-hmm. the the burner in defending himself against like a fan. And you just kind of mm-hmm. go, you don't need to be doing this. Like, it, and it just shows you that you can be a multi million dollar athlete and still have this ego where you need to like argue with random people. Like I get sucked into arguing with random people sometimes. Mm-hmm on social media and I hate it. And I got to think like, you know, that there would be a, a situation I could be in where I don't even think about that anymore. But I guess even executives and NBA superstars can get caught up into it. Yeah, for sure. Well, I, I just, I just realized what my favorite story would be yeah. in the year. A story that just like, I just absolutely loved, um, was the Banksy painting that got oh, That was awesome. <laughs> yes. That was just, yeah, yeah that was brilliant. Who, that were you, was... who were you talking to about that on this podcast? Do you remember? What do you mean, Tom? Yeah. Yeah. Was it Tom? 
Okay. Yeah, I don't know. Tom was on a few episodes, but yeah, like the the fact that it was immediately, you know, <laughs> mm. uh, a you know prized, desired work of art more so than yeah. previously is is yeah. pretty crazy. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it was Tom. Um, yeah, I just I thought that was just hilarious. I love. I thought it was just like such a great statement. It was just so cool. It was just like the coolest thing ever. I was like, "Fuck, that's cool! Like, that's so cool that you did that!" Like, and then like the flip side of it was like, "There's probably worth more now shredded mm. than it was beforehand." Like in the frame. So, um, I just thought. So, if you don't know, uh, Banksy has a painting. Um, it's a girl with the balloons. I think I forget what it's called. But um, basically, it sold at auction for some ridiculous price, and there was a a like a remote controller like a timer or something in yeah. the frame that when the the gavel went down as sold it shredded the the painting um which was just amazing or maybe just, maybe he was in the room and like pressed the button or something mm. well i think it might have been live streamed or something like that yeah. so he would have been some but it was like an automatic thing i, th- yeah. I believe i don't know. i don't know the logistics of the the frame but um yeah i love that story i thought that was just amazing amazing stuff all right, can we do our predictions now? Let's do it. No, no. our favorite our, of, our, the, of years, the years. Yes. Our of the years. All right, Jono, favorite TV show of the year. This is a really hard one because there was a lot of great series that I watched this year. Mm. Uh, Throw out a couple. Yeah. What were some honorable mentions? Let's give some honorable mentions. Uh, so, Bojack Horseman had a really, really, really good season. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed Big Mouth, even though it wasn't quite as good as the first season. Yep. Uh, American Vandal was a great second season. These are all Netflix mm-hmm. shows, but my I think my best show of the year was Better Call Saul. Um, if oh, okay, I know you haven't been kind of keeping up with it, but it's no. a, a sh- <clears throat> it's a show that continually surprises me where they take it and how effective they're able to tell the story of um, mm-hmm. Jimmy McGill or Saul Goodman mm-hmm. in a character that you just couldn't have ever predicted being this in depth and fleshed out and it's still you know it, it still gets me it's still just amazing storytelling and performances mm-hmm. and just everything about it is great and i feel like it's a little bit slept on for something that's so good i guess it's mm-hmm. not as sexy as game of thrones or you know True. whatever else but yeah. i think yeah i think it's gonna live on for a long time even though it probably only has another year or two left in it yeah it's an interesting one that like I feel like it's it's accessibility in Australia has been like has always just been on Stan only and so people if yeah. you're not torrenting stuff yeah I don't like, know it's if it's been on access. SBS or something but yeah I don't know I'm out of Stan touch with Stan's that. always had the um, exclusive believe, rights I'm, yeah yeah I'm yeah. fairly certain because always been, I just know the like the only on Stan the, right. so it's always been like a hard one for for people obviously the install base for Stan is a lot less than Netflix but that might change now with um. Netflix, Stan getting the mm. Disney rights oh, for Australia, man. so I'm so happy about that. That's a pretty big story, I think. Like mm. we discussed it a little bit, but it makes me wonder whether the Disney streaming platform will be coming here because it's so seems so close to mm. make an announcement with yeah. Stan and then go back on it if that happens. But I think, um, I think it's probably yeah. I think it's probably they'll gauge the how how it goes for Stan, and then they might just t- either take over Stan or. Um, or, you know, move over, like, just bring it, okay, okay, yeah, it's working, it's mm. worked for them, let's bring over ours, and they take it off stand, I'm sure they've got something tied up in the, um, in the, uh, the, like, their contracts yeah. and all that. That would be a pretty um, big move to do that, because it's owned by, well, Fairfax, but now Channel 9, mm-hmm. since the merger, so, it'd be mm. some pretty big boys going to the table to, to make an agreement like that, but you can't really put anything past Disney. Yeah, no, definitely definitely um yeah this year's been like a like last year i felt was like a really great year for television like big mouth which has become almost my favorite show of all time like that first season is as i think like my one of my favorite seasons of television ever like it's just i just thought it was awesome like i loved every moment of it um this year like a unabomber as well like manhunt last year like that i thought that was amazing um Although that might that was like late, so you could seep through. I don't know, like, but I don't know. Like, I watched heaps of stuff this year, and I feel like everything this year was just not as good as what was last year. Like Punisher, um, you know, was good. Um, Lost in Space, I I didn't watch as much of that as I really wanted to, but I really loved like what I watched of that. Even things like Riding in Cars with Comedians, I, I like I enjoyed that. Um, 
Comedians in Cars but, Getting Coffee. Yeah, sorry, Ronnie. <laughs> yeah, the one with Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> not um, riding in cars with boys. Yeah, no, no that's a great um, Drew Barrymore movie. Um, you know, uh, even Stranger Things wasn't as good. That was um, last as, year, though. They that, have, no, that was... No, it was, was last year. I remember it came out when we were at PAX and... Oh, this, year, this year, the next, the third season's coming out early next year. So, oh, okay, it's no, been well, a long time. Flies when you have yeah. Fun. yeah, right, okay. <laughs> but you well, watched you Ozark and a couple other shows, right? Yeah. So my tie, I have a tie. So right. Big Mouth and Ozark are tied for me. Um, I, I really enjoy. I feel like I think it's only a tie because I love Big Mouth so much. But I think the Ozark season was better mm. than season two of Big Mouth. Um. It just Big Mouth just didn't hit for me as well. I feel like they tried to, they did too much with all the other characters yep. for me. Like and that really I'm like uh, like more, what I loved so much about season 1 was Maurice the hormone monster and his relationship with um, Andrew and Nick and his and his belt and like that those three mm. that that dynamic the dynamic between Andrew and Nick and the dynamic between Andrew and Maurice and this year they did so much they did too much they did too much with Jesse and with coach Steve and like those characters are great. But they, for me, they were periphery characters, yeah. and they were just they just added a little bit of extra color. And they know? they introduced uh, I can't remember the names of the characters, but like the younger hormone monster and the yeah, what's the the like the creepy you're dude? Me, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> who's the creepy like British dude? Oh, the um the shame yeah the sh- monster the shame the sh- like spectre shame wizard wizard shame yeah the shame wizard. <laughs> shame yeah. wizard like th- they're both great like the shame wizard works really well i think with like the narrative of the show especially yeah but when yeah. they're on screen they're taking time away from maurice which i know for yeah. you is a, a, a sore point yeah so that but like i love the show so much that's why it's equal with ozark i thought ozark season two was really really strong it had some really intense moments i thought it was i thought it, i feel like it was on par with season one okay and 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 but why it's sort of still i'm kind of just like a little bit ah, it's just i'm still waiting for it to just take that next level of insanity like it's still feels like it's it's always building it's always really building building yeah. building 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 but it never really pops and it does like a couple of times but it's, the show just teases you just teases you um but i've just started watching a new show which could very well could if i had to watch it earlier could very well have popped the um the the top spot and that's the haunting of hill house oh, um heard about it's this. like a horror movie uh, horror show um about this family who are in this haunted house and then like escape the haunted house kind of Amityville horror style and like a big scare anyway it's I'm a couple of episodes in and it's really fast it's really like fascinating and it's really creepy and it if people who know me personally know how I feel about ghosts and stuff <laughs> and it kind of hits it hits really close to home um, and so it's kind of I'm having like a connection oh, with it man. at the moment um, and so, yeah, that could very well take the spot. But yeah, I'd have to give it to Ozark and Big Mouth as a tie. Sure. Even yeah. though we know how we feel about ties. <laughs> tie. You can't have a tie. <laughs> Pick one. Ozark, then. Ozark, for me, I watched the first episode and I was just like, it's just not what I want to watch. Like, it's so dark and, mm. like you said, it's kind of slow and, mm. uh, yeah, like... It's just not what I want it to be, and I mm-hmm. respect that it's probably still really good, but mm. it's, yeah, I just can't need something to be bring more. myself to watch it. Yeah, I, mm. uh, yeah, I don't know. Mm. Fair enough. No, I understand that. I understand that. Movies. Mm. Yeah, let's do movie of the year. Sure. Go. We're probably gonna have the same one, but I I saw. A movie like on average probably every month in the mm-hmm. theaters i think i saw or i saw like a good dozen or so and a few mm-hmm. you know a few netflix movies it's, it's cool to see netflix doing some good stuff over there with original content i think annihilation mm-hmm. was um a netflix original it got a bit of a theatric release as well but mm-hmm. it was mm-hmm. netflix original. but i went with infinity war it was just the movie that i probably think about the most from this year i think that it's yeah the most rewatchable movie that i saw this year mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. it's the one that i probably talked about the most and you know it, it, it was just balls to the wall in mm. like the whole you know three hours basically and you never mm. really took a breath you know it's just flat out and it ended and you're just like oh 
can we watch another hour of this? Can we get some <laughs> resolution here? You know, without spoiling yeah. anything. It was just like, yeah, uh, it's so gutsy for a huge release like that to end a movie the way they did. Um, mm. You know, and I'm glad that Disney allowed that to happen. Yeah, me too. And we've got four months and six days until... Eight days, four months and eight days, four months and a week, just about until mm. we get um, Endgame. So that'll be very, very cool. Uh, mine movie of the year wasn't. It was very close to being Infinity War. It was. It was a toss up for me between that and another movie. Um, but yeah, I probably saw. I didn't see as many movies as I would have liked this year. I think I saw seven or eight new movies. Um, a couple of Netflix originals. I, I count Bright because it came out like oh yeah, like New Year's Eve. I think last year. So. Sure. That was that was Why yeah, not? that was whatever. And there's a couple of like comedies like Game Night and Knockers were fine. Were like Knockers was really fun. I really yeah. enjoyed that. Ready Player One was a letdown for me. Black Panther was overrated as far as I was concerned. Like it didn't really <laughs> hit the notes that I was that I was after. Um, and then like Deadpool was great, but the my movie of the year I loved Infinity War as well. It's probably my favorite Marvel movie. Like it went past Homecoming Ooh, for me. More than a um, nine point seven. More than a 9.7. <laughs> what is it? 9.8 9. or 9.9? 9.7.5. 9.75. My movie of the year was Solo. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I just... I can't remember seeing a movie and just... Just having so much fun. That's good. Like, inf- Infinity War was a... Like a roller coaster ride. And it was intense and it was full on and like it was jaw dropping moments and it was beautifully shot and the, it was just had like, oh my God moments. And it was an unreal, it was a masterpiece, like as far as that kind of movie goes. Mm. But Solo just like kind of touched me in a way that it made me like remember why I love Star Wars. Like I felt like it was the Dash Rendar movie that I've always wanted. <laughs> like I didn't, like I feel like that was kind of like. That's what I've always wanted. Like I've always wanted, like, like you know, Dash Rendar's my favorite Star Wars character. May he rest in peace. Um, but that was it. Was just fun. It was like the the smuggler and like the card game Han and like the like just it was just like a pulp adventure. Yeah, Le- young Lando. It was just like it was an adventure and it was fun and it was just like I was grinning like a Cheshire cat the whole time. Like like a little like a little boy and I remember walking out of that movie going man that was so much fun I can't believe we're gonna get another two of these and then like a couple of months later Disney are like nah <laughs> we're gonna slow this shit down because yeah. it just didn't do well at the box office I was so disappointed because it was after the disappointment of The Last Jedi for me this was like oh, I was like ah oh, thank you that's what I love about Star Wars yeah. that's the shit yeah yeah, I liked I liked Solo. I enjoyed it. I went with my dad, and I think we both really liked it. There was just a couple of things that mm-hmm. soured it for me. Can we can we spoil this movie? Sure, I'll spoil Solo. I think you I think you already I think minutes. you spoiled it in your, your episode with Ryan a couple of weeks ago. Anyway, oh yeah, that's right. I Ryan's. Spoiled, I'm yeah, sure yeah. he said the exact same thing. But I was just like, mm. why is Darth Maul here? Like, nah, that was cool. No, man. it that wasn't was cool. cool. It was just yes, like, it was no, so it wasn't. Cool. <laughs> it wasn't cool. It was like, why? Like, I'm a fan. I mean, I was. I watched uh, episode one. I've probably seen that more than any other Star Wars movie because of mm. I had it on VHS when it came out. I had like a pirated version from Thailand, and I probably watched it like I don't know six times, which is probably more than in a short space of time I watched any of the other Star Wars movies. I don't have have any re- high regard for it now, but like that's a cool character, and even still, I was just like, that's dumb. Like, no, I know, so I know from like peripheral of osmosis knowledge that he survived somehow, and that he has some role in the animation. But it's like ninety percent of the audience is just gonna be confused. I don't think that's a good thing to do. Like, I don't think you should try and confuse people. It doesn't make sense mm. to me. I think that it was yeah. a bit too fan servicey to that like small amount of people that would get it and just yeah. kind of shock value, and it just didn't really make yeah, sense I, of the story to me. I I think that's why it was special for me. Like yeah. I think that's why it was special. And like I've never watched any of the animated stuff, and I know like based on like being a big fan of Star Wars that yeah he survives and there's whole like series isn't that that follow him around and that kind of thing and through the Clone Wars and Rebels and all that. 
So like I knew like yeah cursorily that he was alive, but I never thought that he would be like reimagined in the movies. I just didn't never thought like in a million years that would happen. And then that for that to happen, it was kind of like holy fuck! But, like this opens yeah. up so much. Like you didn't think it would happen because you knew it wouldn't make any sense <laughs> until you saw no, it. That, and you talked no, yourself really into cool. it. I thought it was really cool. I thought I thought it was a cool moment. I was uh, like, yes, that's fucking that's rad. Like that they did that. I, I loved it. Like that was a cool moment for me. I gasped. I was like. <gasps> Yeah, me too, but not for good reasons. I was like, why do they do this? (laughs) This doesn't make any sense. We'll agree to disagree on that, but I I love that. I love that. Uh, All right, game of the year, Jono. Game of the year is Red Dead Redemption 2. It's the Mm, game that I spent the most time with, and that doesn't automatically make it the game of the year. But all of those many, many, many hours that I spent, I can't even tell because there's no game clock on the PlayStation 4, but oh, it has to be somewhere between like 70 and 100 hours. You kind of lose track around that point, I think. Yeah. But yeah, I just enjoyed my whole experience with it. I finished the game. I finished the epilogue. It took me about a month of playing like every day for multiple hours, which you mm. can't really say that about many games. Mm. And even when I finished it, I was like, okay, I want to keep playing and I went around and I did all the hunting missions and I did all the fishing and I tied up all the loose ends that I wanted to and um, it was it was I just couldn't get enough and then online starts and that's a whole different can of worms I'm not much of an online guy as you know but I've still had some really great fun playing that with some of the 8-bit crew and I hope that uh, I hope that I can jump in there with you and Tom and do that a bit more over the coming months as that game becomes more of a I guess, I guess as the online component becomes more like finalized out of the beta yeah. and yeah, yeah it's just an amazing piece of entertainment uh, you can see mm-hmm. you know with all the controversy about the hours that put into it like you can see what, Worth it. you can see the payoff every <laughs> every developer should do 100 yes. hour weeks <laughs> you can see what Joking. the result is of that hard work whether it's overtime mm. or just you know the, the amount of talented people working on that game mm. it's just so much attention to detail and it is exactly what i wanted from the game the, the slow pacing i got used to and really enjoyed it's so non-gamey compared to the things that we've come to accept as you know, normal in video games. I think that mm. it would have been an amazing TV show to do. Like, mm. you know, it could. It's all. It's basically like two seasons of a TV show. You know, or or more. Yeah, it's full on. With the amount of um, narrative that's in there, and the, all the performances mm. were great, and the story itself. I'm really looking forward to you finishing it so we can talk about it. But yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I think I'm like sixty percent through. Uh, it's just such a. Like, it's just so big. And, like, I'm not, like, even, like, being like, oh, it's too big. Like, I'm, like, I'm really enjoying, like, getting mm. through it and um, just doing, like, just living, like I said the other day, dear, um, offline. Like, I'm just, like, letting Arthur live his life. Like, yeah. you know, I'm in no rush to, like, power through the story. Where it's like, yeah, it's like, okay, cool. I'll do, like, a heap of story missions in a row. Then I'm like, oh, I remember, like, some dude who I ran into in the forest who I helped out was like, hey, man, there's a house up in the hills that yeah. you can go and, you know, like there's some like, couple that moved in there and it's like, oh, cool, I'm going to go and like check out what's up there and you run into the, like, the, like the wife and just like all kinds of shit like, you know, like the pig farm, do you know the Aberdeen pig farm sort of half mission, mm. like the brother and sister there, like shit like that is like, like I'm just cruising through, like I could not find that place for the life of me. Could not find that place <laughs> for the life of me. And I thought I'd found it and I thought I'd like, and it was like, I went in there and anyway, like I thought I'd found it, but it was a completely different place. And I was cruising along, just like riding through like the rain in the middle of the night. Mm. And it was like the perfect setting for that, for that like mission, like for that like thing, the Aberdeen Pig Farm. Um, And it's raining and like get to this house and there's like weird people. And it's just like, what happens there? Like that kind of shit is what I love about that game. And it's just like do that bit, this random encounter and like get that done and it takes like 10, 15 minutes and it's like, fuck, you now just get on with Arthur's life, go and do the mission and that. And it's like, mm. those are the experiences and nothing feels out of place. Nothing feels like inserted. Everything feels like it happens organically. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it's a really special game. Yeah. However. Yeah. No, oh, sorry, go. No, there I was just going to say they did a really good job making it f- all of the game like like the gaminess didn't feel like gaminess like if that mm. makes sense like all of the mm. systems like whether it was hunting or you know taking a bath t- yeah taking a bath or like 
ra- eating rations to to mm. like you know restore your energy like everything felt like it made sense in the world and mm. you weren't it was like you weren't doing it to refill your health bar you were doing it because you know it, like it, it just made sense like whether it's yeah. hunt, like you wanted to hunt because you felt like an obligation to your camp, not because yeah. you wanted your you know honor meter to go up. And yeah, yeah. by the end of the game, my honor meter was like maxed out just because I was living, I was I was you know taking Arthur down this path that it felt like was completely natural. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, just if you haven't played Red Dead Redemption Two, just I don't know. Yes, do I, I, I don't do know it. if I can convince you, but you should play it. Great game. Your game of the I year. agree with everything you said. However, it is not my game of the year. My game of the year. Spider-Man. Spider-Man. So, like, I... And I made this um, comment on you, Game Bro. You, Red Dead Redemption is a better game than Spider-Man. But Spider-Man's my game of the year. That's fair. Sp- Spider-Man is... As everyone knows, if you listen to this show, if you know anything about me, my favorite fictional character. I, I like... From like it was Spider Man was like my f- other than like Back to the Future and Indiana Jones Spider Man was my first like favorite thing like I love Spider Man and that game that Insomniac made this year was everything that I've ever wanted mm. it was fun it was fluid it was beautiful it had a great story it was so much fun to play I was never bored once playing it even in the grindy boring bits I was never like I don't want to do this anymore. I just wanted more and more of it. I'm so excited to finish Red Dead Redemption so I can go and play the DLC. <laughs> it's just, oh, it was just amazing. It was just such an amazing thing. And to know that we, how well it sold and how well it performed and how good quality it was that we're going to get more. And then the thought of this, this is, and this gets me even more excited, is that if this is like the Assassin's Creed 1 mm. or the Watch Dogs 1 of this series what we get after that is gonna be incredible yeah you definitely trust insomniac as a you know studio with a great reputation to go away and improve on it because like as you say it was a lot of fun there was but there was still a lot of room for improvement and there were some things that you know maybe you would change them maybe they Mm. didn't work so well and I think that mm. that's pretty obvious. It wasn't a perfect game and no one's really saying it's a perfect game, but it's kind of like, mm. you know, for for what we for what we expected, it's kind of a perfect Spider-Man game. And I think that yeah. they will find room to improve on, on that somehow. Absolutely. Absolutely agree. Um, so yeah, Spider-Man, game of the year, unanimous here. It is what it is. <laughs> you idiots uh, shout out to God of War as well yes Hell of a year I can't wait to decide that I'm ready to play God of War again I'm really looking oh, forward right. to like the second playthrough because that first time through there was a lot of distractions to the narrative of like oh there's a chest over there can mm. I get it uh, I don't mm. have the right powers is there a new game plus it. there's a new game plus as well so I feel like, you know, I can second time through go in with all my, you know, souped up equipment and just play through the narrative without thinking about upgrading my character and that kind of thing. It's just going to be, it's just going to be a purer experience and that's going to be really good. Yeah. Agree. Um, yeah. I want to go back and platinum it, but I don't know if I can be bothered. Oh, you haven't? Probably never will. No. Nah, probably never will. Oh, oh never will. I thought you, yeah, Okay. Well, that's 2018 in the yep. books. Hell of a year, Jono. Hell of a year. Thank you for the, uh, thank you for the support and the love as always. Um, thank you for being my friend first and foremost, and uh, and coming on this journey with me. Thank you to all of the guests that we've had along the way. Um, Thomas Marshall, obviously, who's been on. Everyone from the Eight Bit Collective, from Sammy Deej through to Brendan Ali and Salim. Um, to Maddie Perkins, to DJ Payne, to Drew, to um, probably Paul, like everyone that that's that's come on the show. Thank you so much. Um, if I've forgotten you, I'm sorry, but you've all been an amazing part of this journey, and, and I, I appreciate every single one of you. Uh, to you, the listeners, thank you so much for listening to this show over the last year. Like that's really been super rewarding to to produce something and to know that people are actually listening to it and people are engaging me, mm. engaged with it. Thank you to everyone who's ever reached out to me and 
um, commented on the show, tweeted at me, sent me like the DMs that I've received over the years. Like that's so rewarding. People giving me their opinions on the show. Benny, I've got to give a shout out to Benny. Like you've <laughs> been so awesome with just like, here's a news article. This is what I think of this, giving me your opinions and your thoughts and obviously coming on the show a couple of times as well. Like shout out to you, mate. Um, you know, anyone who's sending a question, um, who left a review, all of those things have just been so amazing and rewarding and I've loved doing it as sometimes I bitch on this show that it can be a grind that it is sort of can sometimes get you down, but it is really like once I get up here and start doing it, like it is really rewarding. I do really love it. So, um, thank you to everyone who's in any way, shape or form interacted with touch, subscribe, listen, left a review. Um, it does mean the world to us and to me, uh, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of It Is What It Is. This has been a product of 8-Bit, and you can find all of our content over at 8-Bit.net. And you can follow us on Twitter. Jono is at Jono himself. I am at Cruzy underscore mate, and 8-Bit is at We Are 8-Bit on all of the socials. And make sure you search the hashtag 8-Bit Collective on Twitter to keep up to date with all of the happenings of the 8-Bit Collective. Exciting stuff to come in 2019 mm-hmm. from everyone here. Jono, tell the kids what you've got going on. Pimp your stuff. Tell them where to find all the amazing content that you produce. Yeah, well, I guess first of all, thanks for having me on the show so many times Pleasure. this year, Jack. It has been a lot of fun. I've got to host, I think, three episodes at least, mm-hmm. maybe three or four. And that's been a pleasure as well. It's it's just from doing that, I know how much work goes into it. So mm-hmm. I applaud you for doing that 40 roughly 40 times this year it's um, no Mm. simple thing to pull off and to do so well so congratulations again i'm sure there'll be a lot more to come after the break uh Mm. over summer and yeah just come back and and go at it again next year see see what uh trump and kanye get up to in 2019 (laughs) but yeah Yeah. so (laughs) putting in work is my podcast the interview podcast on the 8-bit collective and uh, i've got some pretty exciting guests coming up the next few weeks with uh, episode 100 drawing very near uh this week we have uh tony thaxton the drummer from motion city soundtrack one of my favorite bands wow of all time that's going to be pretty nuts to put out there so that's right. yeah get into that on thursday and stay tuned for a very special guest in episode 100 in the new year Woo. radical Boom. love it love it i remember to head on over to itunes and subscribe to putting in work and the rest of the 8-bit collective as well and i've got one other shout out that i need to give which i haven't done yet on this show but shout out to julian bowen uh julian bowen is an extremely talented musician uh and he he made the intro and outro music for this show um and was kind enough to allow me to use that music for the intro and outro of this show so um go and check out julian's soundcloud and his facebook and everything like that he's a really Mm. um talented musician so shout out to you julian thank you so much for uh for the tune yes indeed and if if you've enjoyed the show ladies and gentlemen head on over to itunes give us subscribe leave us a review it does help get the word out helps us be discoverable keeps the lights on and if you've got any questions for myself or my guest for the first episode of next year you can always email us. It is what it is at 8bit.net is that email address. Jono. Been an absolute Jack. pleasure talking to you this evening. As it always is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> no, pleasure. Pleasure. Until next year, friends. It is what it is.